Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. So here we are on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) We're surprising everyone. No Twitch stream today. We're laying chill. Honestly, the biggest reason is because all of my uh, laundry is still sitting on my bed. Because uh, I had just finished doing it, uh, and I, you know, it's piled up on my bed. Diva's uh, huddled in my laundry some because whenever I get my laundry out and I dump it on the bed, she immediately burrows into it because mm-hmm. it's nice and warm because yes. she's five pounds and always cold. Uh, and it's her uh, nest. yeah, and it's a little nest. So she's in there somewhere, uh, sleeping and en- and enjoying life. Uh, but I was like, yeah, maybe we don't Twitch stream all my <laughs> pile of laundry on my bed. Uh, plus, like, my kid's taking a bath. She has school tomorrow. And I'm like, eh, just in case. Uh, you yeah. Know, just in case we got to pause or something. I don't want to uh, do it. But, yeah, here we are on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, I'm trying to think, like, what do I normally do at this time on a Tuesday? And I, I think it's probably medicate and watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this day has already been kind of strange for me. I mean, I started it. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to train myself to, to wake back up early again. So I, uh, I'm eventually going to have to be getting up at like 4.30 a.m. my time uh, if, in order to, to uh, start work, which is fine because uh, when that happens, my day will end at 2 p.m., which is which, dope as shit. Yeah. And I've been already instructed by one of the leads to like when your day is done, you are done. Be done. That is great. Be present while you're here. Be done when you're done. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can get behind that. I can absolutely um, get behind that too. That's great. But yeah, so I mean, you know, day two of the new job that I'm you know, still on like training schedule. So like kind of like not really designated hours, but most of my stuff's middle of the day. So got myself up early, showered, made some coffee and sat down and immediately watched a movie, which was a, a weird way to, to, to start the day. Um, and uh, later on, Ellen actually asked me, so like, what movie are you doing tonight? Because she knew I was recording. I was like, the the one that we watched this morning. She's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes like, sense. Yeah, that's that's why I was watching a movie at 7 a.m. Uh, <laughs> a, a high-octane uh, action <laughs> movie. <laughs> I, I jumped right into life today. It wasn't like, you know, sitting out on the, the deck drinking coffee or like sitting around reading a book or like dicking around on the internet. Like I 
was going all in. Uh, but yeah, like that's how I started my day. And then of course, you know, training stuff all day. And at the very end of the day, I you know, get a message from my brother who want, wanted to test out the uh, the FaceTime via web thing, but he wanted me to try it on my, my phone. Because uh, yeah. I was the only person off the top of his head that he could think of with a, an Android, um, which I think was really just an excuse because he wanted to talk and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's a good, that's, that's I a like talking excuse. to my brother. Good, uh, good it brother. didn't, it didn't work, which was a bummer. Oh. So I just called him back on my iPad and we hung out for a little bit. And now here we are on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I did a little bit of an exciting thing, uh, this morning. I oh. met with a production company, a film production company. Oh yeah. Uh, to potentially get a, uh, a quote for how much it's going to cost to make our movie. Uh, so yeah. for those of you that have listened last week, we announced that uh, Night Shift Media Group is going to do every type of media possible and adding into it, uh, we are going to make a movie. Um, that's what we're going to do. So the name of the movie is called Somnium. Um, you can see lots of information. There's an Indiegogo link down below where we're accepting uh, you know, donations and, and we're crowdfunding this uh, to get people in and uh, to, uh, uh, to to help us make this movie. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we want you to, to get in there and, uh, you know, donate the money you can. Every different level will give you different things, perks. You know, there's like, have your name in the credits, get a, a limited edition Somnium t-shirt, you know, like the, there's all sorts of things. Check out that link below uh, and donate. And then you can help us make this short film Somnium. Uh, a really cool sci-fi thriller. Um, we described a little bit of, of it last week. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, uh, we're really excited. Caleb and I have been working on this one for, for uh, a while now, a couple months now, um, getting it up and running. And we're, we're really excited to uh, work work with this company and and make a movie, man. It's time to, as, as we said, it's time we're going to put your money where our mouth is. <laughs> we, we shit talked movies long enough that we decided it was time to... Uh, <laughs> It was time yep. to make our own. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm um, I'm I'm stoked about it. I think that's going to be a, it's going to be a good time, and I, I think it'll be cool to to see what what else we can accomplish besides sitting here flapping our gums. I, you know, I mean that's that's the thing. And if it turns out to be really good, uh, we'll do it again, mm -hmm. and then uh, you know, then we'll do it again, and then we'll do it again, and again, and again, and again. And again, about 180 times. And that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I am Caleb. And I have done this. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here talking about the movie Boss Level. Now, this movie is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so if you can get past the fact... So this is, uh, I'll, this is on the level of Fat Man, which we did about a year ago uh, with Mel Gibson. Mm -hmm. This is on the level of that, of that movie to me where it's a Mel Gibson film and you're like, ah, fuck Mel Gibson. But then you watch it and you're just like, oh my God, this movie is bonkers. So there, there's a couple of things that I feel like we, we need to preface any episode that we do that involves Mel Gibson. Is First of all, yeah, we acknowledge Mel Gibson is a terrible human being and we're not here to extol his virtues in any way. Uh, that said, I think it's really interesting how he, he made his name as very much the, the action hero. Like the big star, like the you know, the the hero of all these movies, uh, and uh, in his later years has really come into his own as uh, a villain, uh, both in real life and in his uh, in his films. 
And yeah. I think it, it suits him a lot more. He's much more believable uh, in these roles. And, you know, it, it, makes it, it makes it that much easier to root against the villain when it's someone that you know is terrible. It is and, an actual villain, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, give, give me Mel Gibson as the villain and let me watch him die repeatedly anytime. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're down. See, yeah, you know, that's the thing. Like, before we knew anything... You know, let's like early Lethal Weapon film, like, you know, all of his early movies. Mel Gibson was this good looking, you know, sort of Australian, you know, uh, surfer cutie. And everyone was like, ooh, Mel Gibson. Yeah. I mean, I remember like Mel Gibson was like the dude. Yeah. Uh, like everybody loved Mel Gibson. Personally, I thought he looked like his face was actually made of leather because <laughs> uh, he was always just so dark and tan. I'm sure that's the Australian uh, outback in him. Uh, but it it was really weird. And then, you know, his whole crazy racist rant thing. And, you know, we looked back on movies like Lethal Weapon 4 and was like, Oh yeah, that was actually insanely racist the entire time and he's kind of a shithead. Yeah. But now he comes back and now he's just as grizzled and he's older looking and he's always like full beard and stuff and it's like, yeah, you are definitely a bad guy. Like you know what? On. What really sucks though is that I look at his face and like that I want suck. I want to hate yeah, looking at his face sucks. No, like I want to hate him, but there's something of that like is still instinctively want to trust too, and it's a it's a it's a very much a conflict internally. It is, uh, uh, but like but, uh, I loved Maverick, fucking loved that movie. It's probably I terrible. I haven't watched it in probably two decades or more. I watched it earlier this year. It is still fucking great. Uh, it is still a perfect movie. Tell and me that it is in my top <laughs> ten like best movies made still. And what I really like about it is they have a really great opportunity or they have a really big opportunity to be racist towards like like uh, natives, uh, like indigenous Americans. Mm -hmm. And they don't. In fact, they completely flip it. And I thought that was really cool. Like even, you know, the natives are like, ah, we hate, you know, putting on the show. But, you know, all the stupid white guys and blah, blah, blah. And Mel Gibson like is like, yeah, you're right. Blah, blah, blah. Like they shouldn't do that. And I'm like, yes, fucking great. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's you. Uh, if you if you've never seen Maverick, uh, it's actually based off a TV show. Is um, it really? Yeah. So uh, Maverick's dad in it was the original Maverick in the show. That's okay. what makes it kind of like a funny thing. But it was a yeah, it was a TV show. I think it was called I think it was called The Gambler. I'm not entirely sure what the um, what the thing was it for. But that's the fun fact about that movie. That's that's the like what's the fact you bring up every time you watch. A specific movie every single time. Mine is that specific fact: is is uh, Maverick's father was the original Maverick. Yeah, that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's a cool story. So, uh, see, it, it makes me all that all the more like fucking hate how much I, I like it. I know, because there was like, because the unfortunate part is like with the, with the Mel Gibson thing is there was no atonement. Like he yeah. didn't go on an apology tour. He he got busted like three times on video, on audio, being just an absolute like dick. Mm -hmm. And in no time was he like, sorry, like blah, blah. He was just like, fuck you. I'm going to do it again. And we were like, okay, I guess you can still be in movies, but this is weird. Like, no, but like... Kevin Spacey, we haven't fucking seen Kevin Spacey anymore. I mean, granted, you know, Kevin Spacey is just a little worse, but like, <laughs> they're still worse. They're still bad, but like, Kevin yeah. Spacey's was a little worse. I mean, he's uh, only worse that we know of. 
Right. I mean, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, when there's one domino, there is several others typically. And Gibson's got like nine projects in the works, like between now and, you know, whatever the next couple of years. Uh, and like, they're like, he's, he's not quitting. You know, the, the saying, you know, when, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and the second and the third <laughs> and, the th- <laughs> but whatever. Wow. But to counter all of this, we have uh, a great supporting cast of Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Michelle Yeoh, who yes. is a fucking goddess. Every time. Um, yeah, every single time. Uh, we've got Will Sasso in there for that uh, that comedy thing. So Will Sasso was in uh, Mad TV. Yeah, I uh, mean, he like recently, anyone who's watched the Harley Quinn series would recognize him as as Maxi Zeus. Um, Ellen and I just finished binging Tacoma FD. He's in that. Like, he's great. He's he's another one of those people that like you know. And yeah, he's he's yep. surprisingly funny because he looks like he's just like big tough guy, write it out like bouncer guy. Yeah. But he's got great comedic timing. It's yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Dr. Ken Jong, yes, um, who is in there. Pretty exciting <laughs> for that. And uh, of course, our main character, Frank Grillo. Uh, yeah, I mean Frank Grillo, man. So I, I like Frank Grillo. Most of his, his movies, are, at least most of what I have seen him in, his character is pretty stiff, pretty one-dimensional, just like tough guy. You know, rough and tugged, uh, rough and tugged, tough rough and, and tugged, <laughs> rough and tugged, uh, action guy. Uh, but this is the first time that I think I've ever gotten to see him just have fun. He's definitely silly in this movie and it works. He's mm-hmm. actually pretty good at it. It's which is surprising. A lot of times, you, I, I, I apologize for using this a description for Frank Grillo, but you see these sort of like muscled up Roy, you know, like masculine guys and you're yeah. like ah blah 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 but like he actually does a really good job like like there's a, a moment where he runs into two guys that are like you know three times his size and he's like oh it's roid and rage yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny and we get the we get a really sweet moment like with him and uh and his kid and when i say his kid in real life yes that was frank gillow's kid that which is, is so amazing. cool yeah, Frank Grillo's actual son plays his for real life son Rio uh in this movie. Um or he plays uh um Joe. What's what's the kid's name in the movie? Oh, uh, I have this. Joe, yeah. Yeah, Joe. So he's Joe in the movie, but Rio is his real name. Um but yeah, so so boss level. So uh boss level had kind of a tumultuous beginning. So this movie was pitched several times and uh many studios basically were like, "No." We're not going to make this movie. It's terrible. And then another studio was like, okay, fine. We'll make your movie. And he's like, great. I want Frank Grillo as the lead, the lead guy. And they're like, oh, no. Then we don't want to make your movie anymore. And he's like, God fucking damn it. So, <laughs> so he basically went through all this. And eventually it got picked up. And eventually it, it landed on Hulu. Um, in uh, It says this year. But I swear this movie came out last year. But I, I guess it came out this year. I vaguely remember it being from this year. I remember it. I I watched it when it came out on Hulu, like whenever that was. So maybe that was this year. But I watched it like the week it premiered. I mean, being honest, like this year is like three quarters over at this point. So I know it's a lot of things have happened this year. Whether we remember them or not, they happened. I don't. I mean, the past, like, (laughs) this is just 2021 part two, as far as I'm concerned, or 2020 part two. Like, it's not even a real year yet. Um, 
Yeah, the revenge. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Frank Grillo uh, stars as Roy Pulver. Uh, Roy is, uh, you know, we get the typical Roy is ex mercenary, ex army. You know, to explain why he's just fucking jacked and yep. is able to fight and stuff like that. Um, but the movie starts right off the bat. Uh, where we get introduced to a, uh, you know, as it's called in standard now, the Groundhog Day scenario. Yeah. Roy is stuck in a time loop, but he doesn't know why in the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, and, and he's yeah. already at, like, loop number... It's 140 at yeah. the moment that we, uh, at the moment we meet him. Yeah, and we get to go back and see some of them, but, like, he's already been doing this. So, like, the, the voiceover that he's giving us is one of, of a depth of experience. Yeah, and I, I think this is a really interesting thing to start it off here. Now, there's a lot of movies that, that kind of do this. Um, you know, we, we just had uh, most recently with Andy Samberg, uh, Palm Beach, I think it's called. Oh, um, yeah, That's another Chicago. loop movie, and in that movie, Adam Samberg has been in the loop for a long time until somebody else joins him in the loop. And he's like, Oh my God, you're in the loop. Like, how are you in the loop? This is weird. Um, and then, uh, slight spoiler, but the movie came out like a month ago, uh, more than now, uh, free guy is kind of like this as well. Um, okay. but, but free guy doesn't start off in the loop. Um, or at least the character doesn't recognize that he's in a loop because Ryan Reynolds' character is an NPC yeah. and only until he's until he knows what the world is. Uh, that he starts recognizing that he's he is in a time loop. Mm. Um, so so very similar, but just in the sense of a time loop. I mean, again, this is the Groundhog Day scenario, um, where it's you know you do a thing over and over again. Happy Death Day. This is Happy Death yep. Day. Actually, this is literally Happy Death Day. Uh, literally, this is the exact same plot as Happy Death Day, including the ending. It's the same idea. Which I do still need to see. Goddammit. Um, I yes, have, you do. I have I have a question for you? Okay. Is it free guy as a as in a description that he is a guy who is free, or is it free guy as it is a demand that guy be set free? Okay, so um, that's a really great uh, that's a really great um, thing. I think it's all of those. Okay, because uh, it in the movie there eventually is like this campaign that's like hashtag free guy because Ryan Reynolds character's name is guy. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but also he's a free guy because he's like an NPC that can keep respawning. So he's like, you're free, like you're, you're one up, you're free guy kind of. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I didn't even think about it in, in that, uh, context either. God damn. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I, I, as much as it it looks like a cheesy movie, Free Guy was a really good movie, and I fucking teared up during that movie. I, it was really good. It's a great, great movie. I want to see it. It just uh, I can't remember the the circumstances around, but for some reason, it just wasn't able to make it work to go see it in the theater. So I'm gonna have to wait for it to come out. But I want to see it. It looked very good. Yeah, it was uh, it was surprisingly good, and it's surprisingly. It has an ending that I didn't that I didn't fully expect, but it has just like a really great like feel good. It's just a good. It's a good movie. Um, but anyway, so so the difference here is obviously you know whereas Free Guy is very like PG like I took my kid to go see Free Guy like mm -hmm. it's very PG action. Um, you know this, however, uh, content warning. 
There is lots of swearing. There is a lot of violence and gore. Oh, God, uh, yeah. Like, there are tons of decapitations. There's bodies blowing up. There's, just you know, you see him get- mist. Yeah, I mean, like, Everywhere. you see him get run over, like, several times. Like, you see him, like, it's, it's pretty violent. All of it is done for comedy. It, it is all played up comedically, but that is not to excuse the fact that it is rather bloody. It's it's really funny how my brain can can process just an ultra violent gory movie like this and think like that shit's funny. But if the tone of the movie were serious and people were getting murdered at, at this rate, I would be horrified and not want to watch the movie. Oh yeah, and it's really weird that like I can I can make that, and I don't know if it's like dark humor in me or if that's like a natural thing that your brain can recognize the 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 silly versus the the serious or uh, you know if that's not a, a thing that people normally do i don't know i don't know but it's weird to me that my brain makes that distinction and says like, yeah this this shit's hilarious but don't watch don't go fucking watch a, a what did what did i tell ellen i just wouldn't watch with her after like 30 i think it was like was it the departed or something like that the what was the one in boston that everyone loved like oh, uh, 10 yeah, years ago departed. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we, we watched like partway through the first scene. I was like, mm, Nope, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch uh, malignant. Uh, I think I talked about this on the last show, but yeah. malignant that if you go into malignant thinking it's a horror movie, like a conjuring, you're going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. If you go into it, expecting an off the wall monster movie, you're going to have a great time. Good to know, because yeah, I kind of wanted to see that, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. I mean, it's got a couple of creepy moments to it, but, like, by and large, it, it to me, it fits in, like, the... It fits in, like, the Jeepers Creepers, Candyman, Trick or Treat. Like, it fits in those where, like, it is a monster movie, f- true and true. Um, okay. Like, full on. Uh, but... Like, if, a- shot, like, cinematography-wise... An amazing movie. There are like four scenes that I was like, this is the coolest scene I've ever seen in a movie, like in any movie. Like we're talking like Jaws level, great cinematography. Okay. That's yeah. fucking wild. Yeah. Like I, I don't typically like uh, slasher movies all that much, but I went to see my bloody Valentine in 3D and thought that shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that That's a, that's, you know, that's, and, and like, uh, I guess Happy Death Day kind of falls in line with that. Although Happy Death Day is not very violent. No. Um, like you see stabbings and things like that, but it's not really, yeah, yeah it's not really bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so so uh, the very first thing we see, you know, we get our, our voiceover and Frank Rollo's laying in bed, uh, Roy's laying in bed, and he, uh, you know, is hanging out and then immediately a machete, you know, comes through and he's he is dictating and like lazily walking around the scenario where he's like, duck, dive, grab the knife, mm-hmm. you know, hit the hit the face, block, flip, grab the thing, watch out for the helicopter, you know, so like you see him kind of walking through the steps because he has done it now 140 times. Yeah. Um, and we get the description of like, so he, you know, he goes out, he goes about his business, but he can't make it past 1247, uh, like noon 47. He can never make it past that time. Mm-hmm. And we see him repeating it over and over and over again. And we do eventually get a flashback. Um, uh, and our first flashback introduces Roy's uh, girlfriend, ex-wife. Uh, he says it, but I think... Yeah, the uh, implication is that they were married at one point. Um, 
and had since split up, but were still uh, friendly enough that, like, you know, they, they have a, a child together, as we mentioned, uh, Joe. And Joe doesn't know, uh, which is important at the, the beginning of the film, Joe doesn't know that Roy is his father, uh, but just knows him as like, the cool guy that, that comes in and hangs around his mom every now and then. Um, so, like, they have some closeness, but, like, you can tell that it, it bothers Roy that he he's not able to be closer with his son and he you know he really wants to try to try to to reconnect with uh Gemma Gemma the mother Gem, yep. and his ex-wife and you know try to make the whole family thing work again yeah um so he he goes to meet up with uh Gemma who works she is some form of scientist she works in a you know big you know like hadron collider lab of some sorts um, and, uh, and so, you know, he's, he's there and he's like, yeah, I just, you know, maybe we can make us work again. You know, I really want to get to know my son, you know, and like, I haven't seen him in years and she's, she's like measuring him and he's like, what are you, what are you doing? And he, she's like, oh, I, uh, you know, I, I need a security detail and, uh, you know, with your resume, it, it's going to be you. Mm-hmm. And he thinks she's trying to get, cause we also get the hint that he, has no money, like he he doesn't, you know, he keeps missing out on rent and like getting his phone shut off and stuff like that. And, you know, he's kind of also there to ask for money and she, you know, brings it up. She's like, well, if you didn't go out drinking every night and got a job and he's like, eh, well, you know, that's not really me. Um, and she's like, okay, like I'll help you out again. Um, and he, and so she's there, she's measuring him, asking him his weight. And uh, she's like, no, you don't understand. Like the he thinks he's about to work for the facility, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, no, no, no. Like this is for me. Like mm-hmm. something bad's about to happen, and I need you to protect me. And he's like, what? And just before he goes, uh, two things happen. So one, um, uh, we meet Brett, uh, who is uh, played by Will Sasso. Will Sasso, mm-hmm. is, or Brett, is like the head of security uh, for this facility, uh, and he works uh, directly for uh, Mel Gibson's character, who is Colonel Clive Venter. Um, and also, did you notice the name of the company? Um, it was like Dino or something it's like that. Dino. Oh, Dino. Dino. <laughs> 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 so good that is good uh, yeah so uh yeah so brett is there and you know brett obviously you know kind of threateningly and you know does the whole masculine like you know pissing contest thing with uh with roy you know looks at his resume and it's like oh it's very impressive special forces blah 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 and he's like well you know we're not really hiring right now and he he leaves and just after he leaves this is when Gemma's like yeah like things are not safe things are about to get really weird um, you know, I, you know, I need you to, you know, I just need, you know, stick by your phone cause shit may get weird. Yeah. And just before he leaves, she takes a snip of his hair and, uh, some, a little bit of his blood, uh, comes out with it. And, uh, she, we see her put it in a Petri dish and he doesn't really, he knows that she like did something to him, but he doesn't really understand what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the flashback to 140 days ago. So this is what kicked off the loop. So we, as the audience have pretty much figured it out at this point. Um, but Roy did not put two and two together. But as he's remembering it, Gemma says like, hey, did you get that birthday gift I sent you? It's really important that you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which it turns out to be a book. What was the book? It's a book on Egyptian mythology. Uh, it's Osiris and... 
um, uh, well, yeah, whoever whoever Osiris's wife was. Not I'm uh, not up on my Egyptian. Uh, I think it might technically mythology. have been uh, this. Uh, might have been Isis, but going by a different name because Osiris oh, and Isis yeah. are, are pretty uh, heavily linked. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if the if I can find another name for her. Uh, but yeah, it was basically about like their story. Um, and he like spends a, a good deal of time reading through it and trying to figure out like, why does this matter? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so, so Osiris is chopped into 14 pieces. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, uh, so the other important part about this uh, is that is Osiris in the book, it talks about how Osiris was doomed to live the day on repeat, basically. So mm-hmm. it's, it's describing his life, but in the end, he had to stand up, be courageous, do that thing uh, that he, you know, like be the better person so that he could stop the time loop and save his wife, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, later, way later in the movie, uh, well, halfway through the movie, Roy's like, I'm Osiris. Oh, my God. She created the time loop. I'm stuck here. My job is to save her. Yeah. Um, but he is under the impression that she is already dead. Um, that's kind of the impression that he gets as he progresses through. Cause every time he gets to the point of wherever she is, she is dead at well, that point. He calls, um, he calls her, her lab at some point, uh, like early in the movie looking for her. And I think that's actually before the, the flashback that we see what yeah. happened to her. Um, but he calls the lab and Ven- uh, Venter answers and he's like, oh yeah, she's not available. It's because she's dead. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help you. Click. <laughs> Click. And uh, it's so weird. So as as far as uh, Roy knows, she's dead this whole time. And, you know, he's he, he spends a good deal of the movie trying to figure out how to break that news to little Joe. Yeah. Uh, so we do get a moment where Roy uh, decides to go and, and see his son. And he sees that his son actually skips school. Um, and his son skips school to go to an esports tournament, which fucking cool kid, man. I totally yes. would have done that too. If that was a thing back when I was his age, hell yeah, I would have skipped school and go play video games during the day. Um, but also, like, why is, you know, why are they holding this in the middle of the day during the week when it's clearly filled with all kids? Uh, like the, are they the foot clan? Like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> oh, maybe. Is, it, is this the it crossover? Did, it did feel very foot clanish. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's kind of what it looked like a little bit, you know? Sam Rockwell punks up. All right, you guys, here's what you were going to do. Here's, here's a menthol over here. And, some, <laughs> you know, here's a, here's a, a vape pen and, you know, to make it 2021. I don't yes. Know. Yeah, Sam Rockwell was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I always love that fact, too. That's a weird thought. I I heard that fact. I mean, I knew that fact, but I always always re-remember it whenever I either watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or somebody brings it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, Sam Rockwell's the kid, like, showing, like, the tour guide for the foot. Uh, But most recently, I heard it when uh, uh, the Superbot Herocast covered uh, uh, the TMNT movie, the original 80s one. Oh, yeah, that was a I mean, that was a few months ago. It was earlier this year, but that was a really good episode. They they really deep dived into that. They talked about like alternate castings uh, and everything. That was a really good episode of theirs because it was. I learned a lot about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that I did not know, and about the comics. Those guys are just full of of pearls of wisdom. I love it. I know. Yeah, actually, I was. Uh, I'm 
a little, I think I'm about halfway through the Wonder Woman episode uh, that aired. I mean, at this point, I would have already, I will be already done because their new episode will be out. But uh, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm about halfway through. There's some pretty interesting stuff. Also worth noting that we may um, we may revisit Sam Rockwell at some point in the future if we ever cover the Nicolas Cage movie Tricks. Interesting. I love Sam Rockwell, so I'm down. <laughs> I'm down for that. So, uh, oh, sorry, so Ma- the- Matchstick Men. I, sorry, I was reading something else at the same time, oh, uh, but it was cool. Match- Matchstick Men. Oh, yeah, that was a good movie, too. I think Tricks might have been like a, an alternate title, like somewhere, like different country. That makes sense, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, so, so we've gotten the idea, we get the general idea of, of what is happening. So Roy has now finally figured out that he is, uh, in a time loop because Gemma has put him in a time loop because of the work that she's been doing and specifically because she knows that Venter, uh, Mel Gibson is planning to use the device that she has to basically destroy the world, Mm -hmm. um, so to speak. So uh, she she puts Frank in this time loop uh, in order for him to figure it out and to save the world, uh, essentially. Uh, and, you know, he he's is slowly figuring it out, but he's trying to figure out, like, he still can't live past a specific moment uh, in time up until the time where he visits Joe and he realizes uh, that he has lived past, he has lived longer than he has ever lived. Yeah, and he realizes it's because he is a he is underground, uh, and he is an area that can't be tracked. Um, and he recognizes that the only other time that he had the same scenario was another time when he was underground, and that was apparently blocking the signal. So he he now knows that he has a tracker mm-hmm. uh, embedded somewhere in his body. Now, before we continue on with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But before we do that, hey guys, thanks a lot for listening. Yeah, we super appreciate it. Um, you know, we're we're uh, swiftly approaching our two hundredth episode. It's going to happen on Halloween of this year. Um, it's going to be a really, it's, you know, it's a big one for us. It's a big milestone for podcasts. Um, you know, and it's a big one for us. We've been doing this now for almost four years. Uh, and you know, we fucking love it. We have no plans of stopping or slowing down, um, at all. Uh, so, you know, we love doing this for you guys. And, you know, if you love us doing this for you, um, go ahead and leave a rating and review, uh, on whatever platform you're able to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on Apple podcasts, it's built right in. You can do it right inside the app while you're listening. You don't even have to exit to a different menu or anything. So convenient. Um, it is super convenient. And if you're on any other platform, you've got a couple of different options. Um, so good pods is a really great app. Uh, it's kind of like the Goodreads of, um, podcasts. Um, so not only is it a great way to kind of like show your friends, uh, you know, other podcasts you're listening to and share, but you can also rate and review right through there as well. And that's super helpful for us. And then of course there's pod chaser. So for those of you that are deep, deep into the podcast world, uh, pod chaser is kind of like the IMDB of podcasts where you can kind of go in and search, by host, search by, uh, you know, podcast network and production company, uh, as well as just, you know, podcast genres. But that's another great place you can leave a rating and review uh, that would super help us. Uh, those are those are the best ways. But Caleb, if there was another place that they wanted to go to find out more information, where could they do that? More information, you say? I do say. About our podcast? Specifically. Or, wow. or generally. Well, if you specifically want to find out about our podcast, you can visit thenahoyt.com. Uh, and that, even more specifically, if you really want to know, what are we watching this month? We uh, keep our schedule of uh, upcoming episodes there with links to trailers so you can uh, see a little bit more for yourself about the movie. 
uh, as well as where you can find them streaming if available. Uh, but just below that, of course, is our world-famous and world-renowned award-winning contact form uh, where you can drop us a quick line. You can just tell us how we're doing, you know, good or bad, whatever. But also, and uh, our, our favorite thing, uh, send us a request. Let us know a movie that you want to hear us talk about. Something good that uh, you can't believe more people haven't heard. Something that's just so bad it blows your mind. Or, you know, anywhere in between. If you just uh, you know, want to hear us uh, check something out, uh, send it over. And uh, you know, we 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 love to cover them. We'll do entire months of that. So, yeah. Um... Uh, yeah. And of course, you know, if you, if you're looking for that quick and dirty way, you can always hit us up on social media. Um, we are both on Twitter and Instagram at the Hoyt podcast, the N H O I T podcast. Um, but of course, uh, also in the link down below, we do have a discord server, uh, pop into our discord server, chat with us, hang out with us, tell us about your favorite good movies, your favorite bad movies, or throw a request in there. And, you know, we've just done so much to give you so many different options to request a movie. It's true. That I mean, truthfully, we should be getting them every day uh, just because it's so easy uh, and it's everywhere. Um, but yeah, so uh, cool. So we're going to go for a quick commercial break. We will be right back. Mm. Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No, well, maybe. But the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now... Which one is the one with the whales? Four. Looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod HeroCast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. A classic of modern cinema? A certified stinker? It doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. Start with a little bit of comedy. Add in some film analysis and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. It doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic. Hello and welcome back. Okay, so uh, uh, here we here we are again uh, talking about Roy. Yeah, it feels like we're just we're we're living the same moment over and over. Uh, <laughs> so it is worth mentioning. Uh, it is extremely worth mentioning, in fact, that you know we, we we've talked about that uh, Roy is dying repeatedly. He dies and he wakes up and it's the same day and he dies again and he always dies every time and in various and unique ways. Uh, what we haven't really talked about is the people killing him. There's a, yeah. a whole whole cast of characters. That uh, because he you know never gets to interact with them long enough before they kill him, uh, Roy doesn't know their names, so he assigns them all names. 
Uh, the, one of the great scenes. So there's, uh, there's what is it? Pam and yeah. uh, what's the wh- who does he call the other one's name? Uh, the the chauffeur. Yeah, the chauffeur. I don't. Uh, I don't think he actually named. But uh, oh no, she's Esmeralda. 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 The yeah. So it's Pam and Esmeralda. And uh, at one point, uh, he and he says like, "Oh, I, he's like, you know, that's not really their names, but those are the names I've given them because you know they, you know, we never stop long enough to chat." And at one point, he does actually find Pam, so he mm-hmm. discovers that they're tracking him uh, via a tracker that was implanted in his tooth. He ends up the day before the loop thing happens. He hooks up with a dental hygienist who is working for Venter and puts this tracking uh, chip inside of his mouth. Um, and so, you know, at this point he's, you know, he's removing it really great scene with Dr. Ken and, uh, Brad, uh, Dave, Dave. Sean McKinney. Yep. So Dave and Ken Jong, they're, they're just, you know, Ken is, uh, running this diner, this like bar slash diner. Uh, Dave is a, uh, cybersecurity expert and he is just a a patron at this bar and he sees them every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, Dave talks about the same thing and eventually he is able to figure out the whole molar thing with Dave's help. And uh, so he sets a trap for Pam and he gets Pam's gun and he was like, you know what, Pam, I don't give a shit. And she's like, Pam. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's just a really funny scene. Yes. And he's, she's like, he's like, drop the gun. And she's like, are you kidding me? I'm not dropping this gun. This thing cost me a quarter, you know, uh, uh, half, half a million, million dollars. Yep. And he's like, okay. And so he gently takes the gun. And he's like, Ooh, this is really smooth. And he's like, Oh, a H. She's like, yeah, Adolf Hitler. He's like, what the fuck? What? You've been killing me with a Nazi gun? You've been killing me with Adolf Hitler's gun this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And then he, you know, he kills Pam uh, this time. It's great. But uh, there's, there's a couple others. There's uh, a little, uh, there's a little person who keeps blowing him up. So he calls him uh, Kaboom. He calls him Kaboom. There's the German twins. Uh, yep. These two very large German guys who keep killing him. Uh, there's my personal favorite, Roy number two. Yes. Uh, who is <laughs> a guy that just looks exactly like Frank Grillo. <laughs> um, and that's why he calls him Roy number two. And there's um, uh, Mr. Smiley. Um, yeah, Mr. Smiley, and yep. uh, Mr. Good Morning, because uh, there's the uh, the the guy it, uh, running the Gatling gun in the in the helicopter, and yep. then there's this like total caricature redneck guy who straight up harpoons Roy from behind, like he Roy's sitting at a you know a, a bistro table eating a sandwich, and a harpoon gun goes through his chest and just like drags him along down the street. Yeah, get some, get some. <laughs> Uh, and so, of course, uh, Roy later on, when he has the opportunity, uh, turns that scenario around on him uh, and yells the same thing. Uh, which is great. And then, of course, this one is uh, our throwback to Caleb's intro. Uh, we have uh, the wonderful Guan Yin, uh, who is uh, played by Selena Lowe. And uh, uh, Guan Yin's catchphrase is every time she kills someone, she goes, I am Guan Lin, and I have done this. Um, and, <laughs> and that's so the only he, reason he knows her name is because he hears her say it just before he dies. <laughs> just before he dies. Yep, she says it every single time. And uh, one of the last times we see Guan Lin, uh, uh, Guan Yin, um, uh, Roy's like, oh, hey, I have something to tell you. And they have this epic sword fight, and he kills her, and he goes, I'm Roy. And I have done this. 
Uh, absolutely great. It was a great, great running gag because uh, he also, in several of the loops, uh, recognizes uh, Michelle Yeoh's character as this master swords per- uh, source person. Uh, pointed out specifically by Ken Jong, who who uh, kind of like fanboys over here. He's like, "Oh my god, do you know who that is?" Yeah, uh, and so he at one point, you know, goes to her and says, "You know, I need you to teach me uh, how to fight with a sword." And she's like, "Well." You know, my, I'm only here for the day before my plane leaves. He's like, you can get a lot done in a day. Uh, and so he goes and he has his first lesson. And it's you know really bad. But we get this training montage where he keeps going back to her. And the story eventually is, you know, uh, I've, I've had a, a few lessons, but, you know, I, I really want to get serious. And then later on, he's like, you know, I've had a really great teacher and I need to, to build up my skills. And then, like, eventually, like... I think I'm almost a match for you and I need to prove that to myself or something like that. Like that's yeah. not, but like that's the, the, the way he builds that. And each time we see him in the training, get better and better and better until he actually beats her. So he can take on Guan Yin, uh, with her own sword. Uh, which is great. Uh, yeah, great scene. And you know, Michelle Yeoh is such, such a minor part, um, in this movie, but it's, uh, fucking Michelle Yeoh, man. So I want to go good. see Shang-Chi again. Yeah. <laughs> She was so good at that. Uh, oh boy, good movie. Um, yeah, so so that's Michelle Yeoh's pur- whole purpose is just to train him to to fight Guan Yin. Um, uh, yeah, so so now you know he's he's sort of figured it out. He's got it going. Um, but then towards the end, like once he finally gets to uh, the point where you know he um, he gets to to the boss and he's killed Venter. You know, finally, you know, Venter has this big speech. And at one point, Venter says, like, oh, but if you're here, who's protecting your son? And he's like, wait, what the fuck? And he, you know, he flies over to where his son was and he finds out that while he's been doing all this, his son has been dying over and over and over again, that these Mm. people have sent someone to kill his kid. Um, And this sends him into a spiral uh, where we have our are bad moments where he's just, you know, he just ends up only spending time with his kid over and over again. And he lasts long enough so that they can see the end of the world. So he sees the giant explosion of this thing. Um, and you know, that's, uh, you know, that's what he knows is the end result. And so he's like, you know, eventually he gets to the point where he's like, I've no, like I've got to figure this out, but he's having a conversation with his kid And the kid says like, yeah, mom, you know, mom didn't come home last night. And he's like, yeah. And he's, you know, you could tell that Roy's about to tell him that his mom has died. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah. He's like, you know, it was really weird um, because, uh, you know, when I spoke to her this morning, she said that if anything were to happen that I was to, I was supposed to call you. And he's Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. You talked to mom this morning. He's like, yeah, she called me and then she sent me a text. And he's like, wait a minute. So he learns he is able to save her. He just has 14 minutes from the time that he wakes up to get to her and save her. And that will save the day. Um, so he, you know, we, we get the scenario where he runs off and he heads back and he, he gets to her in 14 minutes, you know, and, and Venter and Brett are like, what the fuck? How do you know? Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's you, you've, you're the loop. And, uh, you know, he, he solves the loop and Gemma says to him like, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to step into this thing. That's going to, 
you know, finalize the loop, but you have to, it's going to set you back to the day again, yeah. but it will carry on. Like, this is the day. She's like, but you have to get to me. She's like, you have to do exactly as you did today, exactly again, and you can't die this time. And uh, Roy steps into the machine and we see him wake up and he's like, okay, I've got 14 minutes. Don't die. And that's uh, the end of the movie. So good. It's so good. I really love this movie. I, I am yeah. a fan. So should you watch this movie? Yes. It's a yeah. really good action movie and it it's fun. It's it's good. There's there's some funny moments to it and it's just bonkers. Yeah, and I'll say what I, what I said at the very beginning again. This is the the first time that I can recall really, truly seeing Frank Grillo like just having fun, just like totally. take, taking a character, bringing it fully to life, and having a blast with it. And it's so refreshing to see because I knew he can be a good actor, uh, but you don't ever get to see that because the characters he plays tend to be so flat. Um, yeah. And, by flat, I mean muscular. Uh, <laughs> they're very muscular. Uh, but And then, you know, pair that with seeing Mel Gibson take his rightful place as a villain and just the, the incredible supporting cast uh, throughout. Like, just really fucking well done. I... I expected this to be like dumb. Like what what was the the beta test? I expected this to be kind of like beta test as yeah. far as like all right, it's fast. It's yeah, it's kind of furious. Uh but that's it. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed this movie. Uh and that's saying something given that I watched it at like 7 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Which is pretty great. So I, like I had mentioned, I had watched this movie when it first came out, um, but I did rewatch it today, um, uh, this morning, actually, before my production meeting and before the uh, Apple event that happened today. Um, and yeah, like even in rewatching it, you know, I, I rewatched, I rewatched it just to kind of be refreshed because it's been a few months since I've watched it. Yeah. Um, but I, I rewatched it half expecting to kind of be like playing on my phone in it. But I like... Once it kind of got going, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a fun movie. I, I stuck with it. I was I was pretty, I was in it, you know, the whole movie again. And when the movie Same. ended, I was like, this is a good movie. Like, I, I just genuinely enjoyed watching this movie. Yeah. Um, which is pretty good. And, you know, again, we talk about there's a lot of funny things in it. There's also some really funny inside jokes. Um, uh, you know, in, in one of the, uh, one of the lines, Frank Grillo, uh, says I can do this all day. Yeah. Um, which is a direct reference to Captain America who Frank, uh, Grillo plays Rumlow. He is a bad guy in, um, uh, the, the Avengers world, the Marvel world, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, he also makes a comment about Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, you know, Roy's, uh, 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 Joe says like, oh yeah, she says you're like one of those guys, you know, like Liam Neeson, you have a certain set of skills. And he's like, no, 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 I'm way better than Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's a fake tough guy. Um, and that joke is funny because uh, Frank Grillo and the director of this movie, um, Joe uh, um, Joe Carnahan, uh, were both uh, involved in The Grey with Liam Neeson. So the, the <laughs> idea is, is that that's probably an inside joke uh, yeah. with Liam Neeson and, uh, and them. Um, uh, which I think is pretty funny. So yes, yeah, uh, yeah. But all in all, good movie. So again, this movie is streaming on Hulu. Um, it is available uh, now because it's a Hulu original. So you can definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, and give it a watch. Um, so Frank Grillo. This is the second Frank Grillo movie we've done, right? Because the first one was Jujitsu. 
At least the second. I, I feel like he pops up just every now and then. Um, but yeah, we, we've definitely, definitely done at least two where he was like a main character. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm kind of like going back through his uh, thing. Like the only thing uh, we didn't do beyond Skyline. We didn't do the Skyline movies. Nope. So it wasn't from that. Um, but he was, he's actually in, uh, so it's funny that he got to work with Mel Gibson in this one who, you know, was a very famous eighties, nineties action hero, mm -hmm. but he actually was just in a movie called cosmic sin with Bruce Willis, uh, who was another, oh, eight, you know, while Bruce Willis was doing the diehard series, Mel Gibson was doing the lethal weapon series. Um, so I think that's really interesting that he's now, uh, hit both of them up at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, as I go back through, I do not see any movies where um, that we had done that was uh, uh, Frank Grillo stuff. Um, I mean, I've gone back to like 2004. Doesn't mean we haven't done one, but those are the only two I uh, specifically remember. Yeah, that's weird. I I definitely thought we had talked about him more. Uh, here's a throwback to last week. He was in Silk Stockings. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, uh, that's super funny. That was one of his first roles. Uh, he was in Deadly Rivals, and then in 1993, Silk Stockings as Franco La Puma. Amazing, um, amazing, absolutely spectacular. Good. Oh, and he was in the show Guiding Light for three years. Wow, good for him. Crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, so this this wraps up the month of uh, of September for us. Oh man, um, and what a crazy theme we had this month! Yeah, it was called uh, spaghetti on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it was just whatever. So the movie we were gonna do oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, instead of this movie, you know, or or uh, uh, other than this movie, was actually the Joseph Gordon-Levitt film Brick. Um, which was uh, uh, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, um, who is now famous for Knives Out, but also uh, was famous for um, uh, Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, he also did Looper uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Brick. Brick was such a great movie. And if we ever get a chance to do it again, it disappeared off all of the streaming sites. Uh, so which is the reason why we, uh, we decided to ditch it. Yep. And uh, Caleb graciously and, and wonderfully suggested boss level. And I was very glad that you did. Um, but if, if we ever get a chance to do brick, I think we should, because that is also, um, it's a very wonderful modern take on a noir film. Yeah. Um, and I love Ryan Johnson's stuff. Uh, so I'm excited to, uh, you know, to do one of his first movies. I mean, this was one of his first uh, big movies. This was 2005. Looper didn't come out to 2012. He didn't do Breaking Bad until 2010. Um, so you know, he's uh, this was this was kind of early on. Uh, this was his big. That was his like big first feature. Was yeah. Brick. I was um, looking forward to to watching it when I was checking it out, and then was uh, disappointed when I could no longer find it available to link to a streaming service. Yeah, it's quite a, quite the shame. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so again, head to thenohoit.com uh, at this point to check out and see when our next available, uh, what our next month is going to be. It is Caleb's birthday month, and very specifically, it is the month Caleb turns forty. Yep. That's the big four zero. Uh, so, so this is Caleb's month to choose, uh, and you know, uh, I'm excited to see what what Caleb comes up with. Um, Me too. It's gonna be. 
<laughs> you can, I mean, you know, we totally have that planned. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but cool. So thanks a lot for listening, everyone. We super appreciate it. And we will see you next, uh, next time. We will. Yeah. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.